Is Marlon Mack worth trusting in your Week 8 lineup? What receivers should you be looking at starting for for the Jets? And can Raheem Mostert make a strong flex play this Sunday? Plus, the second-place team in the Football Guys Players Championship, John Zaleski, swings by to talk about Jalen Richard, Devontae Parker, and much more. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Once upon a time, not long ago, when people were dominant, lived life long. Stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they ought to good. There lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he said. Me and you tonight, we're gonna make some cash, robbing old folks and making the dance. They did the job, money came with ease, but one couldn't stop. It's like he had a disease. He robbed another and another, and a sister and a brother. Tried to rob a man who was a DC undercover. The cop grabbed his arm, he started acting erratic. Broadcast live and heard around the world. You are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Shot for the head, he shot back when he missed her. Looked around good and from expectations, he decided he'd hit for the subway station. But she was coming and he made a left. He was running top speed till he was out of breath. Nice hey, thanks old a lot, man Greetings and salutations to all of you bulkaholics, anger, Zach, and addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, presented by MyFFPC.com. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is the patron saint of fantasy football, Dave the Dizzle Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll talk about whether Martavis Bryant can be a difference maker for the rest of the season for your team's what you can expect from Ronald Jones the second in the second half of the NFL season and the second-place team owner in the 2018 Football Guys Players Championship, John Zaleski, drops by to talk about how he's managed to have four, count them, four top 200 teams thus far and much more. Shout-out to the chat room right now. Feel free to post any questions you all might have in there if you want to connect with us on Twitter. The show is at Hour. I personally am at Eric Balkman, and Dave is at David Gerzak. Facebook.com slash HSFFHour, 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVER. You can also email the show at the inbox, football at gmail.com. All those questions that you have, get them to us now. Our producer and mutual friend Rob, our audio engineer Bryce, working very hard to get to the tweets, the emails, the questions in the chat room, and more in the fantasy feedback segment later on in the show. Go to rotoviz.com slash podcast to check out the latest high-stakes fantasy lowdown. That is with Monty Fan, the 2017 FFPC main event points champ. He also has a team in contention this year in the top 100 in the main event, a former uh, multiple uh, main event league champion. Um, also doing, uh, he's a contributor for Rotoviz right now, Dave. He's, he's in the industry. And he is uh, churning out a lot of great high-stakes uh, analysis, week-by-week coverage of the FFPC main event, the Football Guys Players Championship, all at rotoviz.com. And we had him on Rotoviz uh, high-stakes lowdown this week. Really good stuff, rotoviz.com slash podcast. You can also check it out at Spreaker as well as Apple Podcasts uh, to download that as well. Dave, how are we doing tonight? We're doing great. Good. Are you uh, excited for a big Halloween weekend? Yeah, I found out actually I'm going to uh... – I'm going to the 
Fox Lee's PAC tomorrow night. Okay, and what's there? The Performing Arts Center for those uh, people who are... Something wicked or something rotten. Something oh, rotten. something rotten is there. Yes, that is true. I my 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 for the PAC. I don't know how we got them, but we got oh, Well, there you uh, go. My SeatGeek uh, uh, app emailed me to let me know that something <laughs> rotten there and the, the, right. the ticket prices are going down so that I got the alert for that for That's whatever nice. reason. I will not be attending. I am going on no less than six and a half trick-or-treating expeditions tomorrow alone. Sunday, there will be much more. I'm very disappointed because I will probably miss the Packers-Rams game and uh, hopefully the, the, the Vikings-Saints game, which is Sunday night, makes up for it because I think I will be able to watch that game. Very Great. excited to watch that. Great. Should be a very entertaining game. Sure. Let's get into tonight's show, ladies and gentlemen. I want to bring in tonight's guest uh, and to give you a bit of background on him. He is a former regular season points champ in the FFPC, a winner of numerous leagues in the FFPC satellite leagues, as well as the Football Guys Players Championship. Currently, he has four Top 200 teams in the FPC this year's edition as well. And the second place team overall, please welcome into the show, Mr. John Zaleski. John, thanks for coming on tonight, man. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing excellent. Excited Hello. that we're, you know, we're basically, we're, we're basically kicking off the, yeah. uh, John, are you there? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, you are coming you through. Mellifluous. Really yeah, I mean, I'm getting a little turned on right now listening to your voice. Uh, John, it is exciting that we are coming up onto the second half of the NFL season, and obviously we're, we're butting up against the league playoffs in the Football Guys Players Championship, the FFPC main event, and so on and so forth. It is crunch time for plenty of people right now, and we will talk much about that right now. Before we get into fantasy football, I know a lot of uh, your time is dedicated to blind bidding, lineup setting, but when you're not doing that, tell us how you're spending your time. Uh, yeah, I actually do spend a lot of time on that. So, uh, yeah, when I'm not doing that, I'm a real estate agent here in Boise, Idaho, and uh, I'm also a real estate investor. Dave, do you have any questions on the real? I know you love real estate. I do. You, I, do, do you, I wish I owned more. Yeah, exactly. So did you, did you buy a bunch of property? You got locked in before the rates kind of left up there, John. Yeah, the, the you know rates have gone up a little bit lately. So um, hopefully they they stabilize here and we can get back to making some more money here soon. All you got to do is just tell people they're not going to go any lower. <laughs> you better buy now. They're going higher. You, gotta, you have to scare them into buying. That's the key. Anyway, I'm sure you know how to sell stuff, so I'll just shut up for a second. <laughs> well, let's, well, I'll tell you what. Let's move on to fantasy football. It's what the, it's what the people came here for, Dave. All right, John, I'll ask you a real question. Um, your 6-1-2 pick in the second-place overall team, Tariq Cohen, he's come on the last few weeks. He was a little bit not so good early on. Um, so do, you, do you expect both these running backs to continue to head in opposite directions in terms of their value? Oh, darn. Sorry, it came through a little bit muffled. Could you repeat the end of that, please? Uh, as far as the value of like Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard, Howard's kind of can't, you know dropping and Cohen is moving up a little bit. Do you expect that to continue? Do you expect to have more value out of Cohen uh, for the end of the season? Okay. Hey, so uh, yeah, Howard really hasn't done much since week three, and, and then he only had 15 points. Uh, I think he's starting to fall out of favor there for the Bears. Uh, Cohen's racked up uh, 78 points the last three games. And I was looking at his schedule last night, and week 10 through 16, uh, he has a great schedule with Detroit, Minnesota, Detroit, the Giants, the Rams, the Packers, and the Niners. So 
there's a lot to like with Cohen uh, the last three weeks and in the future, I think. Yeah, I mean, I like Terry Cohen from both a redraft standpoint and from a dynasty standpoint. I'm excited. You know, it always ma- makes me a little happy every time I go to my, you know, various leagues and I get to, you know, put the little check mark next to Tariq Cohen, uh, knowing that I have him in that league. So I'm very excited for his prospects going forward. No question. John, you, you know, we want to talk about this, 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 um, the second place team that you have in the FPC, but I I do want to ask you because you have out of the 7,800 teams in the 2018 football guys players championship, you have four teams basically in the top 200 right now. And I'm curious how diverse are those teams? Did you hit on a lot of similar players in those leagues, or did you, end up, uh, did you end up drafting a lot of different guys that have actually been outperforming their draft slots on those four teams? Well, uh, the funny thing is, I, I, I looked at it further, and actually, of five in the top 311, um, and I found three. And, and looking at those five teams, I found three similar players. I have them on four of the five teams, and that was. Uh, of course, my favorite, Adam Thielen in round three. Jarvis Landry I took in almost every draft, round four and five. And then I have four uh, four uh, shares of uh, Mahomes in rounds 11 through 13. Well, that's great. I mean, you see, you know, that's the thing is through seven weeks, if you have Gurley, Thielen, and, um, and Mahomes, the rest of your team could honestly kind of suck and you can still be really in, in strong shape. Don't you, Rebos? Yeah, no, I, yeah, no the amazing, yeah, and, yeah. Go, ahead, go ahead, John. Oh, yeah, on, on that team that's number two, um, yeah, my first three picks were Gurley, Ertz, and Thielen. Amazingly, I took Ronald Jones in round four. Luckily, that's the only time I took him. But then, you know, I took Landry in round five and Cohen in round six, uh, Burton in round seven, Cup in round eight, Mahomes in 11, uh, another one of my favorite picks uh, who helped me out the first few weeks, Buck Allen in round 16. Yeah, that's great. I mean, Cooper Cup's been outstanding. Mahomes is a great pick. Well, all those guys. Trey Burton as your second yeah. tight end. It's like so luxurious. But you know what's been great about I mean, you, when you rattle off those picks, John, I mean, you can make a case that, that there's been, you know, probably three. There's probably been about four guys out of all those picks that have been solid every single week. And then there's probably been another three that have been awesome at various points of the season to carry you that specific week, you know, like Buck Allen or, or Trey Burton or, or what have you on that. And Cooper Cup is another perfect example of that. So it's not like it's not all about hitting on every single pick for us uh, from a season long perspective. It's hitting on the right picks at the right time and, and being able to start them at the right time to achieve those maximum points. And we might be talking about another Raiders running back here, Dave, um, that, that could be in line to fulfill just that going forward. Yep, we're talking about Doug Martin. Oh, wait, we're not. We're talking about Jalen Richard. <laughs> good one. Jalen Richard is sliding into your starting lineup right now. Um, what do you think? Do you think he's going to have a good week, first of all? Or do you think he's going to put good numbers the rest of the way, John? I think he's, uh, Richard is going to be posting uh, pretty solid numbers the rest of the way with, uh, with the injuries there. Um, Doug Martin, I don't think, is the Doug Martin of old. And so I think Richard's going to actually going to get a few more carries than he's been getting. And then uh, there's been two or three games this year where you know, when they're behind, he's gotten six, seven uh, receptions. I expect that to happen the rest of the way. And I think he's going to, he could have a chance to have some 15, 20 point weeks. 
I am totally with you, John. Despite Doug Martin being the quote-unquote starter in Oakland, I would rather own Jalen Richard from a fantasy standpoint right now. Dave, how do you fall on that? Would you rather have Doug Martin on your team, or would you rather have Jalen Richard going forward? I agree with you guys. Richard is the guy to have. Doug Martin is just so washed up. He's just no good. I don't know, John, if, if you got a chance to watch the Thursday night game last night. It was more entertaining than I actually expected. And two of the stars, from, from a fantasy standpoint in that game, were Houston's Lamar Miller and Miami's Devontae Parker. They both have big nights last night. Are you buying into either one of those performances because you believe that good things could continue for either Lamar Miller or Devontae Parker here in 2018? Well, I have no shares of Lamar Miller, so I hope it doesn't continue. <laughs> um, <laughs> it seems like Houston's committed to the running game a little bit more the last two weeks to protect uh, Watson. So I kind of expect him to do okay. Um, I had a couple shares of Parker early on, but I had to waive him uh, based on some injuries I had. So he actually had he actually had the game I was kind of expecting him to have, you know, earlier in the season. So. I haven't checked the waiver wire yet to see if he's out there, but I'll be all over him next week. And that was sort of my next question because, you know, I don't know how serious the injury is to Kenny Stills, whether he can be back uh, in time for week nine or not. But, you know, it, it sounds like Albert Wilson is, is going to be gone for a while. I know that they, um, you know, elevated Leontay Carew, and I don't, I don't know if there's anything there. He's awful. Okay, there you go. You get it from the Dizzle. He's awful. But Devontae Parker, even when, you know, with Danny Amendola still hanging out in that wide receiver core with the return of Kenny Stills eventually, you still believe that th- this could be the, the second-half breakout uh, type uh, of season that we've been hoping for Devontae Parker for several years. We could be witnessing it now. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I was able to pick up Amendola about four or five times this week, and I plugged him in, so it was nice, it was nice to see him throw that touchdown last night because uh, I had to use him in, in, on uh, several teams. But I think both those guys, Amendola and Parker, are going to do a pretty solid job the rest of the way. Dave, the, the big question for me going forward, when is Danny Amendola going to be the full-time quarterback on this roster with how bad Brock Osweiler I'm not trying to be funny. With, uh, with how bad Brock Osweiler looked last night, Ryan Tannehill. Osweiler is as good as Tannehill, though. That's the problem. It, uh, and, 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 that, and, that, and that's why you need Amendola under center or taking snaps in the yeah, pistol. Yeah, that was a lob, dude. Um, yeah, it, it, he, he caught. You know, that pass had a lot of air. I kept waiting for it to get picked off. I don't know where the, sec- the safeties were on that play, but they had to be on the other side of the field when yeah, you watched that. They must have been on the other sideline. Uh, and it was no bueno for my, my teams that I had Houston going uh, uh, last night uh, as far as defense goes. That was, uh, did not make me happy, but it was a fun little pass. Um, one of your favorite players. Let's talk about him because he probably will not be playing this week, but I know you want to bring him up. Yeah, so John Cooper Cup, who was awesome the first five weeks of the season, then he had a stinker when he got hurt. Um, doesn't look like he's going to be playing this week, but you have Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. Do you consider them to be a slam dunk starts against the Packers secondary? Yeah, the Cooks and Woods are must plays every week of the season. Uh, Cup is too. Um, you know, Cup was one of my favorite guys I drafted uh, towards the end uh, of the drafts. You know, with guys like uh, I drafted a lot of Galloway and Cup, and uh, like Buck Allen, like I mentioned, and uh, on Johnson. You know, uh, drafted a lot of uh, Hines on the Colts too. These guys have have really, really helped my teams this year. Uh, they, they've kind of been the glue that have kept a lot of the teams. You know. Uh, you know, at the four and three, five and two level that I have. 
I, you know, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, John, and John Zaleski is our guest tonight on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Eric Balkman, Dave Gerzak, talking to the second-place overall team in the Football Guys Players Championship, a uh, guy with five teams in the top 111, which is insane for a 7,800-team contest. But, John, you, you talk about Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks. All these guys, to me, were kind of cheaper options than what you were paying for, say, the Pittsburgh offense with Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, like if you can find, if you can identify that breakout offense, which I think we we saw shades of last season with Sean McVay and and Jared Goff and Todd Gurley really stepping up, we saw shades of, hey, maybe there's something to Woods and Cup, and then they trade for Cooks. Maybe there's something there, and you can, um, you know, translate that to what we're seeing in Kansas City. When you can get basically the same type of performance from the, these uh, lesser-known players or less-heralded players is probably a better way of saying it. In drafts, you're better off letting Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster, guys like that, go, um, you know, or maybe not letting them go, but making sure that you get these guys because they can pay off a, a lot more handsomely at their draft slots than those other guys can. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I let a lot of guys go Towards, uh, I drafted a little, uh, 21 teams, and at the end of the drafting season, I drafted seven Galladay's because I saw he was doing really well in the exhibition season. And so I was letting a lot of guys go earlier and, let, and, and drafting Galladay as my fourth or fifth wide receiver, and he's just paid huge dividends. Same with Cup in like round 9, 10 there. Um, you know, uh, quarterback, I was letting them all go, all the big ones go. I was Last year I was super high on Watson, drafted him around 17 and all but one draft. And this year my guy was Mahomes. I have I, I drafted a lot of Watson and a lot of Mahomes. I have a quarter of my teams have both guys on them right now. And uh, so wow. I'm, I'm really excited about this start. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty big drafting. I'm, I'm trying to focus on the who, – who, who are those home run guys that I can hit later on? Um, and like I said, last year was Watson. This year was totally Mahomes for me. When I saw him throw the ball, there's just no way. He, you could see the potential right there, and I had and I, I, I took my shot on it. Yeah, I, and I wish – you know, I, I drafted Mahomes in a couple of leagues this year, and I wish I would have gotten him more because you look at what he did at the end of last season, and then you look at the weapons he had, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt. They go out and get Sammy Watkins as well. I mean, the writing was on the wall there, and I'm really – I'm frustrated that I didn't get him on more teams this year for sure. Let's shift gears and talk about the Green Bay Packers because it sounds like Geronimo Allison and Randall Cobb. Now, Mike McCarthy already said that Geronimo Allison is good to go. He will be out there against the Rams on Sunday. Randall Cobb officially listed as questionable. He did get in a limited, I believe, a limited practice today, so it sounds like he is still on the correct side of questionable to get out there. The Rams, uh, if you want to say anything bad about their defense, I would say is that they do give up points to slot receivers, which is what Randall Cobb uh, would be doing uh, against them in Los Angeles Sunday afternoon. You look at Allison, you look at Cobb, do you think either of these guys are flex-worthy for FFPC main event or football guys' owners uh, for this week, uh, you know, uh, where, where we have this heavyweight uh, bout between these two offenses uh, over on the West Coast, John? Yeah, it's definitely going to be a heavyweight bout. I expect it to be really, really high-scoring, like both teams – you know, with a chance of 40 points, uh, both teams, uh, you know, uh, defensive backs aren't that great right now. Uh, Allison and Cobb, though, 
I'd only play them if you have to play them, if you have injuries or you got bye weeks or both. How do you fall? And, Dave, I know you're not the biggest Randall Cobb fan, but if you're looking at, like, you know, because you look at the teams on bye this week, not that the, the Titans are, are big stalwarts, but let's say you're missing Corey Davis or, you know, Calvin Ridley or, or Julio Jones from Atlanta, you know, guys like that. I'm curious, how do you fall in on, um, would you feel okay starting either Geronimo Allison or Randall Cobb? Or maybe a better question is, if you had both of them, which one would you start? You know, I really don't have any interest in starting Randall Cobb. I mean, okay. I don't care what they say about the slot. I mean, Fair I agree, enough. I agree with you about the slot coverage. He did, he's been terrible the past few years. He had one good week this year. He was 9 for 142 in a touchdown week one. Then he was 4 for 30. Then he was 4 for 22. And he hasn't really done, you know, he hasn't played since, right? Right, he's been hurt. And they just got off a bye week, and he's still questionable. I mean, why? He's not a good football player. Okay. I just don't think he's good anymore. Alex and I have a little bit of interest in if I really did believe it would be scoring in the 40s, I'd start Allison for sure. If you had both of them, you would obviously be playing Allison over Cobb. But if you have either one of them, you're kind of looking for a different option at this point. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Allison I would consider, but it depends on who else I have. Really. Right. right. Yeah, I get it. I don't want to play Would You Rather when we have a guest on right now. But, but yes, I, I, I understand the point uh, for sure. Hey, one of the things that we love to do on this show is talk dynasty fantasy football. Now we don't typically do a whole lot of it during the NFL season because you know, it's it, frankly, it's, it's one of the big topics that dominates the off season. One of the top, one of the players that you and I talked about Dave quite a bit in the off season, a player that you and I, I believe both acquired in at least one, maybe two dynasty leagues, maybe more in your case. I'm not really sure. Yes, has more. been, has been Ronald Jones. Let's talk to John about Ronald Jones here and what he means for the Buccaneers and fantasy owners the rest of 2018. Yeah, John, I need your help. I was, you know, going to pop the cyanide capsules after week four. That's a little extreme. A little extreme. Now he's finally got a little bit of action. I think he averaged 0.7 yards per uh, per rush in the preseason. It was like, you know, Leroy, my buddy, could rush for more than a yard per carry in the NFL. Anyway, Ronald Jones, do you think, first of all, what do you think about him in the next few weeks, the rest of the season, now that Winston's back? And what do you think think of him from a dynasty perspective? From a dynasty perspective, I think he might be uh, worth picking up or, uh, you know, holding long term. Uh, this year, I, I don't like him at all. Um, you know, he came out in uh, the exhibition season and he wasn't blocking very well. So he, I mean, what, he was a healthy scratch like the first three weeks. So, you know, in my mind, I can't trust him. And and, and, you know, I have 15 out of my 21 teams are in the playoffs right now, and I have to go with guys I trust. So there's no way I can play him. <laughs> Luck, luckily, he's not a free agent in any of my leagues, so I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> Let me you're not tempted at all, right? Yeah, exactly. No, no, there's no, there's no temptation. You, Sorry, no, go ahead, John. Is there any temptation to start Ronald Jones going forward? Well, I mean – the only the only team that's going to start him is probably in last place right now, in my opinion. <laughs> because if, if you feel held on, to, if you held on to him, yeah. If you've held on to him this long, your team cannot be that good. That's just my opinion. Right, exactly. No, I, I'm with you. I think that's correct. Um, let me ask you this uh, to to um, sort of expand that question a little bit. Uh, Peyton Barber is still the quote unquote. A starter there. Now he was dinged up this week. It sounds like everything we've, we've read on the injury report from what Dirk Ketter said, it sounds like he is going to be good to go this week as well. And he might, you know, take, 
take control of the starting duties. I don't want to say take it back because I think he still is the starter there. But it sounds to me, John, and correct me if I'm wrong, you have no interest in playing any Buccaneers running back at this moment in time. No, not really. Um, I'm, a, I'm interested in Godwin. I have Godwin on about seven teams. He's done pretty solid job for me when I've had to play him. And the Bucks, you know, the only thing they do well is throw. So, you know, um, you know, Winston's done actually a lot better than I thought since he's come back. So, uh, you know, I've got Godwin in there and hope he does well this week. You know, I'm actually really glad you brought up Winston because I'm going to force you to give me a Hootis. No, oh, perfect. Who, who yeah. Is this, right. what, what is this? Uh, what is this for? A dynasty? This league? is for, uh, yeah, this is, no, this is for, I'm trying to think. It's, it's for the Kentucky teams. Either Greg, oh, okay. either Greg Norris or Robbie Bottles. One of those okay, teams. all right. So it's Jameis Winston. I think or... it's Greg, Greg Norris, which is my team. Okay. Jameis Winston, this is it here. It's Jameis Winston, Sunday at Cincinnati. Right. Uh, where is this? Big Ben Roethlisberger at home against Cleveland. My God, you have more than two choices at quarterback? Oh, there's another one. Or Cam Newton at home <laughs> against Baltimore. All right, so so those no, are the choices. No. There is it is it is it Winston <laughs> is it is it Winston on the road in Cincinnati? Is it Cam Newton at home against the Ravens, or is it Roethlisberger? Uh, I, and I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah, Roethlisberger is at home at against home against Cleveland. Cleveland. I generally prefer home quarterbacks, but that's not you know. What John, who would you go with here? Right now, I'd go with Winston because he's been really hot lately. Uh, the guy I would not play is Cam. He's going up against one of the better defenses in Baltimore. I, I love it. Listen, I am, I am totally with you on, on Cam Newton. You know, Dave, I was uh, on, on my local fantasy football show, the Appleton Trophy Fantasy Football no one Show, cares. which you can listen to on AM 1570, <laughs> FM 95.3, uh, or if you're down in Oshkosh, 99.1, listen at the scorewi.com and download the score app, 4.56 p.m. Central Time on Thursdays. We were talking about this yesterday. I said I would play Andy Dalton over Cam Newton this week. I would play Mitchell Trubisky over Cam Newton this week, and I'm certainly playing both Winston and Roethlisberger over Cam Newton this week. Now, while I, I think Winston is a good start, I would actually I would lean towards Roethlisberger over Winston this week. I, I think that is I think both games are going to be high scoring. I, I just have a little bit more faith in, in Ben Roethlisberger and his weapons making uh, better decisions there. Winston could end up throwing for more yardage. I just it's a gut thing for me with Roethlisberger. I certainly don't have uh, you know if you decide to go with Winston, my feelings aren't hurt. I think he's still a great play. Who do you have in there currently? Uh, right now, I have Winston. In there it. you go. All right. So, Winston is in there right <laughs> so, now. So, that's yeah. that nice Winston. I think that's interesting. You know, in draft starts and football guys both have Big Ben up uh, just slightly ahead of Winston, but not by much. So, I think you have more of a shootout potential, John. What do you, do you think? More of a shootout opportunity with Winston? So, yeah, on that, on that call, I, I think you can't go wrong with Ben either. The only thing is, every once in a while, Cleveland's defense plays really well. So, I don't know if it's going to be that true. game. And so that's why I'd probably roll the dice with Winston this week because the Cincinnati game should be, you know, uh, you know uh, passing from on both sides, you know, because the Tampa Bay defense is just horrid. And so I think it's going to be a shootout. Back. That's going to be another high-scoring game. That's, that's why I'd barely lean towards Winston. Cam's just definitely a no right now against Baltimore. Yeah. You know, Cam could wind, Cam wind up. up with a 10 or a 12. And the total on that game is 44. Dave, I'll let you make your point in a second here. But I will say this. In that Pittsburgh game, it is a total of 49 with Pittsburgh being a touchdown, 7.5-point uh, favorite. 
in that Tampa game, Winston on the road going up against the Bengals, a three-and-a-half-point dog, and the total in that game, a cool 54-and-a-half. Well, so, and the other point I just want to make wow. to that is, I mean, Pittsburgh has James Conner. So, I mean, they yes. use, like last week, Big Ben uh, threw one touchdown pass. He threw for a lot of yards, but because they have Conner, Tampa Bay does not have James Conner. We know that. We what, have, what, what, we, what did we just get to say? None of us like Jones. None of us like Barber. We all like Godwin. This is all good for yeah, Winston. Godwin, Evans, Howard, Brave, and the other guy. Yeah, right? Jackson. Love Howard. Yeah, Sean Jackson. When, when you're, yeah, exactly. So yeah. there you go. I think Winston's where we're going. Thanks, Glossy. All right, it. there you go. There you go, John. We have, thank you for helping Dave out on that. Hopefully you can help out this next emailer. <laughs> this is Rich in Golden Valley, Minnesota. He writes, sitting in the middle of a tight end quandary this week, C.J. Uzoma against Tampa or Jordan Reed at the Giants. Congrats on the Football Guys Players Championship success. Rich in Golden Valley, Minnesota. Thank you for the email, Rich. We just got done talking about that big Tampa Bay game. John, who do you fall uh, in line with here? Is it Uzoma against the Buccaneers, or is it Reed going up to New York to take on the Giants? I, w- I would take a, a Zuma on Cincinnati. I'm just not a Reed fan. Uh, I, I've never, I haven't owned him since he got hurt. He's always hurt. I, you know, to be honest, I haven't followed him too much this year. Um, but I know Azuma's done well the last couple of weeks, and they're going against Tampa Bay. You know, I, I would just be all in on anybody on Cincinnati and Tampa Bay, the wide receiver tight ends. And, yeah, and by the way, Tampa Bay against the tight ends, I believe, is league worst, 32nd. So yeah, worst. yeah. I'm, They're I'm, the yeah. worst, Jerry. I, the worst. Yeah, I would actually um, absolutely submit uh, Uzoma over Jordan Reed if I had to make that call. David, are you in agreement? Uh, Uzoma over Reed. Yeah, I'd like to argue, but unfortunately I do. It's so weird because, like, we always talk about Jordan Reed significantly every year in the NFL every single week for two reasons. One, he's absolutely crushing it. Or two, he's hurt. We have not talked hide nor hair of Jordan Reed this year because he's been healthy and he hasn't been doing anything, which is pretty rare <laughs> yeah. because normally he's always on the opposite end of the spectrum or, you know, one or the other. He's right in the middle this year. Hasn't done anything. Right. Yeah. Very frustrating. Let's go to one more email here for you, John. Kurt in El Segundo, California. If you can only roster one Raiders running back, should it be Doug Martin or Jalen Richard? I think you kind of answered this already. You like Richard better than Martin. Yeah, I definitely like Richard better just because he's going to get all those receptions. And I actually think uh, he's going to get more carries than he's gotten before, uh, you know, because uh, he's not going to just be limited to the end of the game, you know, when they're behind and throwing. You know, it's fine that Doug Martin is, is like the quote-unquote starter, and it's fine that he's going to get first and second down work, Dave. But my feeling is, like, this is not your big brother's Doug Martin this is a young man's game, and Jalen Richard is younger than Doug Martin. I think he has much more to offer at this point in his career. Oftentimes we say we, 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 we preach the KISS method, keep it simple, stupid. I think you've got to look a little bit deeper here, and you've got to understand the fantasy value goes into Jalen Richard. We brought this up on the show a couple of weeks ago. Prior to the Raiders going on by, they had played six games. In four of those six games with a healthy Marshawn Lynch, Jalen Richard still found a way to catch at least six passes. I love Richard going forward. I'm totally with John on this one. Well, great. And they're playing, yeah, they're, they're playing the Colts this week. Yeah, that'll be a shootout. Go ahead. What do you think about Marlon Mack? Do you think Marlon Mack's going to play? Uh, I read uh, just before I came on that he that he practiced a little bit better today, so um, I play him. I have him 
on three or four teams, and I'm and I'm not going to play him. And I'm going with my super sub uh, Hines, who I drafted on 11 teams. Uh, he's another guy that just <laughs> oh tremendously gosh. helped me out this year. Yeah, I hit yeah, you know, the Coens, the Hines. I hit a lot of guys at the end of the draft, the Galloways. Um, but, you know, Hines at the beginning of the draft season um, had some really good uh, things going for him. There's a lot of hype about him. And then he kind of got hurt in the exhibition season, so I stopped drafting him. But I'm, I'm glad I'm stuck with him because he's, he's done me well until the last few weeks. You know, John, yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, I am totally with you on that, like the, the Coens and the Hines. I, you know, this year I've been, I've been, you know, knock on wood, which I will right now, I've been having a, a pretty successful season thus far. Now, it, it, we still have a long way to go. But I think one of the keys to my success has been concentrating on receivers and tight ends early. And not that I went zero RB because I didn't. I think I went zero RB in one league this year. But hitting on these these um, these running backs late has has been key. And I got to tell you, when I saw the news that Carlos Hyde had been dealt to the Jaguars, John, I dropped to a knee. I I, I buried my forehead in my hand. Just and 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 a couple of tears fell out of my eyes knowing that I had so much chub exposure and I was so excited to finally be able to deploy. I said it for a reason. I was so excited to be able to deploy him in my lineups going forward. And this, I think, again, this is how you win leagues. Getting Sony Michelle late, getting Nick Chubb late, Naheem Hines, Tariq Cohen, these pass-catching yeah. running backs. We preach it over and over and over and over again. And, John, you've been, you're a longtime uh, high-stakes player and you know how to win these leagues. You've won these leagues. This is a massive key, and it continues to be a massive key going forward. Yeah, one of my one of my strongest strategies is I, I really really target my third running back and my fourth running back to be pass catching third down guys. Yeah, even Corey Clement, he's not doing as well as I thought this year, but guys like that, they always seem to put up that 15, 20 point week when you need them on a buy, and this year. Um, I had unfortunately drafted McKinnon like six times, so I had to plug in Hines and Cohen on a couple teams right from the get-go, and uh, it, it's really you know it's really saved those teams. That's fantastic. Let's throw down basketball team. All right, last question. This is a big one. Not really. Anyway, uh, John, we need you to give us an early round stud that you think might falter this week, and you might not want to start him, as well as a late round sleeper that really should be in your lineups this week. You can't say Okay. Okay, so the early <laughs> round stud, I mean, I had to really research this one, so I'm glad you gave this one uh, question to me last night. And But we've already talked about him. That's Cam Newton. Um, I'm sitting him. I have him two times, and I'm sitting him for Bathard in both cases. Oh, yes. Dude, I love it. This is great. Yeah, that, that's, my, that's my riskiest play. Yeah, that's my riskiest play this week. I just, I'm just not comfortable with Cam this week at, uh, against Baltimore. Just not. My, my well, sleeper I pick. I have have their throw stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, no. Hey, hey Beathard threw three touchdowns and over 300 yards against Arizona a few weeks back. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to roll with that. Um, and then my sleeper picks, I have. Too. Yeah, my sleeper picks, I have two of them. One of the guy I've mentioned a few times, it's Hines on Baltimore, or, the, or the, yeah, on Baltimore, on the Colts. Um, and the other one is the wide receiver, Kirk from Arizona. 
Uh, they played San Francisco a few weeks ago, and he had an 18-point week, so I think he could be a nice sleeper. Back in business with Christian Kirk. Well, Christian Kirk and and uh, and and um, C.J. Beathard. Uh, John, I, I got to tell you, I don't know if you're a gambling man, but 41 and a half is the total on that game. I got to believe you're taking the over. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, gambling there man, no, no, I'm not a gambling man at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it's all skill, and it is certainly a big-time reason why you uh, have five teams that are floating around the top 100 in the Football Guys Players Championship, including a team in second place overall. Congratulations on all your previous success. Congratulations on all your success this season. Good luck the rest of the way, man. You certainly are, you know, there's a lot of teams that would want to be in your position right now. Very envious of you. Congratulations on, on getting those teams up there. Good luck the rest of the way. Thanks for joining the show. We will talk to you again very soon, my friend. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Having a lot of fun this year. Keep up the great work. Will Thanks. do. You do the same, John. John Zaleski, ladies and gentlemen, second place in the Football Guys Players Championship. Five teams in the top 111. That is uh, crazy good, Dave. I don't think I've ever had a season like that. You know, I get a team in the top 30 in Kentucky, and I, I start walking around like the cock of the walk. Yeah, you are. You're like king, king dog. No, I'm definitely not, but I treat myself like it. That, that's the thing. That's, that's, the, that's the whole idea. By the way, all the Kentucky teams that we have, right now we have one team that is in the top 10, and it is the returning, the defending. The defending the champ. 2017. Mr. Kurt Aw. Oh. KFFC overall champion, Kurt Aw. Oh. Team Pigpen. Pigpen, the same damn team he won with last year. Yeah. He's in like seventh place. Yeah. Sixth place right now. Duking it out with Chad Schroeder again. I know, right? Yeah. Chad must be like, who's this Kurt guy? I yeah. don't like him. I think we need to schedule a UFC match. <laughs> well, in Dubuque, Iowa, we'll have it meet halfway between Nebraska and Wisconsin. That actually kind of is. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I don't know how accurate that is. Uh, with the geography. Let's get into the fantasy flash. Thanks to football guys, Roto World, Roto Pass, and Rob for tonight's rundown. Houston Texans head coach Bill O'Brien confirmed this afternoon that Will Fuller did indeed uh, tear his ACL in the win over the Dolphins. He is done for the year. Will Fuller finished last night in his final game of the campaign. Five catches, 124 yards, and one touchdown and uh, scored the ACL on a deep throw to the end zone, in which, honestly, he probably would have made the catch had he not been getting pass interfered with on it. Um, so let's take a look at the Texans' uh, pass catchers uh, as we go forward here. Kiki QT, not close to playing. He was ruled out early, early, early in the week this week. Uh, Bruce Ellington is still on injured reserve. He cannot come back until week 12 at the very earliest. Some guy named Vincent Smith played eight snaps last night as the number two receiver for Houston, and he's probably the guy who will be trotted out as the number two uh, receiver going forward, Dave. As long as Kiki QT and Bruce Ellington are hurt, I think Hopkins is the only part of this Texans wide receiving core you want any part of. Yeah, I mean, if you don't even know that, you've never even heard of the guy before, Vincent Smith. I mean, God. No, you don't want him. What about that tight end? He's got two touchdowns balking. Jordan Thomas, a guy who was a he's good. He was a receiver, I believe, at Clemson until uh, he started working out for NFL teams in the, uh, in the pre-draft process, and he got converted to tight end. I am not buying him. I will not be uh, bidding not? on him. I believe that uh, he was a... What's the opposite of a victim? Um, a, he was a beneficiary <laughs> of happenstance, and I am not convinced that his target share and workload 
will continue to be at the level where you can count on him being in the end zone a couple of times a game. This was a game he caught two touchdowns in which Deshaun Watson threw five of them. I think that it's exciting to see a tight end who is not rostered in a lot of leagues, especially in tight end premium leagues, to get him on your roster. I think if you want to go for him cheap, you you need to buy week help. He is a desperation play for me. I remember when you said, uh, what's the opposite of a victim? I really had to bite my tongue not to bring politics up, right? Oh, good for you. Proud of you that you didn't, buddy. So just, uh, you know, just think about that for a second. What's the opposite of a victim? Will Fuller, by the way, what's his trade value in Dynasty? Well, you know, Ron Meyer, who owns him in the group chat, or in the, now he's in the Blogs Up Radio chat, he's available for a first. He's been, we've consistently said in our local group chat that he's worth a second because he's awesome when he plays, and that's about half the time. At Tupacker on Twitter, a former guest of this show, as well as the road of his high stakes lowdown. And here's the great thing about Tupacker. If you go onto the Blog Talk Radio high stakes lowdown channel, Ron Meyer was the last guest to appear on that channel. Thus, if you go there, no matter how long you wait to go onto that channel, he will always be the top podcast listed on that channel because now the slowdown, as I have termed it because yes. of you and Meyer has switched to Spreaker, and so Meyer will always be the uh, as, as, you know going. Not on, what's the other? What was your Blog Talk Radio. It, it has switched to Spreaker to make the podcast more downloadable through Spotify. So that is why the switch was made there. Um, but anyway, Spreaker and Spotify are still in business, but Sears, Roebuck and Company won't be for long. It's it's a it's brave, a brave new world. Sad state of affairs. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's really unfortunate. I am buying. All my sneakers and undershirts from Spreaker now, rather than <laughs> rather than uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Will Fuller, so um, the two backers trying to uh, trade him for a first. He can only get a second round pick for. The question him. is, can he get a second at this point? Because now he's towards ACL. Yeah, I mean, is he still, were you are you paying a second? I am not. Well, but, there you go. So you're not. Okay, not but here's the thing. Now. But here's the thing. I've never been a Will Fuller fan at all. Now, if I was a Will Fuller fan and my team's floundering right now, then yes, I would probably deal a second round pick. To get Will Fuller on my roster for next season. Oh. What if your uh, if your team is seven and I would not be dealing for. <laughs> By the way, you and I are in the same division in Carrington this year. We haven't talked about it really. Yeah. But like you're, I'm seven and zero. You're five and two. We right. both, I think you've outscored me. And then we have another yeah. guy in our division who's like the highest scoring team, and has, he's he's about tied with you. Victory. For we go points. we go at victory points. I believe you have the top in the league. You have like 24 right now. But I'm not the best. Just because I'm seven and I got lucky. I have one of my. Like, right, yeah. But the point is, you have the most victory points in the league, and I think we are both one victory point behind yeah. you. There, there is a very real possibility that one of these teams between me, you, and him, uh, Anarchy is the other team, uh, that we go bye-bye in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, it's totally possible because only one team is going to get the bye. Right. But, if, you know, it's just the rest of the – the whole rest of the league is awful. I mean, it's us. You know, I'm going to brag about our three teams. Our three teams they're, are far and away better than everybody else. They, they're very good. They are no, very no offense, Meyer, because Meyer's had some injuries. He's had a lot of injuries. And then he's also on the rebuild, too. So he's yeah. working that. Um, and, by the way, thank you for that trade of James Conner, Meyer. Exactly. All right, moving on here. Uh, we talked about this a little bit with John Zaleski. Marlon Mack did indeed return to practice today. Sounds like he's going to be good to go in Oakland, Dave. I'm going to repeat that in a different voice inflection. It sounds like he's going to be good to go in Oakland. Are you playing him because he has a late start? Four o'clock game for the Colts and Raiders. 
Yeah, I'm, I, I feel 85% confident he's playing. I, you know, 85%? Wow, how about that? Well, I mean, you know, you're questionable, but he actually practiced Friday, so I feel pretty good about it. I, w- I would have felt that way about Gronk last week, but he had kind of these quirky back spasms. He got early info. I expect to get early information on Marlon Mack, too. They'll like, oh, the, you know, the Colts expect Marlon Mack to be good to go, and they'll come out at like 11 o'clock or whatever. So I think we'll know. Let's say you don't get that information. Let's say there's nothing out there. All right? You have to make a decision early, Dave. Are you playing? This is this. You know what? I don't want to do this because I don't know who's playing early and who's who's not. Marlon, pretend if you want. Okay, Marlon Mack or Isaiah Crowell. Um, Mack. Marlon Mack or Chris Carson, or as you call him, Chris Carlson, the, tic- the tickler. Sir Carlson. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Marlon Mack or Chris Thompson, who's also questionable. Not, I'm not starting. I don't think Chris Thompson. I'm very uncomfortable playing. He's missed two games. And he's practiced the same way that he did those two prior weeks. You know who, who you should get if you have Marlon Mack? The guy he's playing, Jalen Richard. That yeah. would be great Sure. If you, could, if you could make that happen. Sure, yeah. I mean, if you're in an eight-team Yahoo League. Here's an interesting one. Well, no, I'm, you think Jalen Richard is, I mean, like, I'm saying, like, you cannot pick him up. Hopefully he's already on your roster. But I'm saying it's entirely possible to have Marlon oh, Mack and yeah. Jalen Richard. All right, yeah. But they play each other. So, like, if he's inactive, you just play Richard. Um, right. Marlon Mack or Jordan Howard? Um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Mack. Marlon Mack or Mark Ingram? Ingram. Marlon Mack or Adrian Peterson? Uh, I don't really like AP that much. Marlon Mack. I think that's it. I don't... Oh, you know, it's close though with AP. If he's doing all right, maybe I'll start. I'll go with AP, I think. Okay. I'm let switching. Me, I'll only go one more here. No, uh, no this is, these are terrible options. All right, last one. Marlon Mack or, Marlon Mack or Alex Collins? Uh, I'm going to go Mack because, you know, Mack, keep in mind, Mack scored 31 points. I mean, that's a lot flat of points. Out. Yeah, he was flat out awesome. Uh, Greg Olson, the offensive coordinator for the Raiders, talked up Martavis Bryant after the Amari Cooper trade. I'm going to read the quote here. I think it helps a player like Martavis Bryant because he's got tremendous skills, tremendous size and speed, and he's still really kind of learning the system. Uh, Bryant is going to be the starter. On the other side of the football from Jordy Nelson, Seth Roberts will be the slot man, and uh, the Raiders actually also have Brandon LaFell and Marcel Aitman, the rookie that they just called up from the practice squad. Martavis Bryant, Dave, I made sure that he is owned in all leagues with the uh, waiver wire run that took place on Wednesday. How confident are you going forward if you need to start a receiver in a pinch, plug in Martavis Bryant in your starting lineup? I would not feel comfortable starting him this week, but unless I was really, truly desperate. And then I'd just like to see what happens. I, I think he's got some opportunities, but he's always, he's always just been kind of a deep threat player. So I, I just don't think he has that skill set to be a really great PPR wide receiver. Right, yeah. And, um, it's just my opinion. I mean, he could put me wrong. I hope he does. I have him on a few teams. A couple of things to point out here, and this is going to be me sitting on the fence. Pros for Martavis Bryant. Raiders are bad. Raiders are going to be throwing. Raiders' defense is awful. Raiders are going to try to keep up in games by um, chucking the rock around. And the other side of the coin, Raiders are bad. Can't trust the passing game. Raiders might be a total train wreck and might not be able to put up any points. So that said, there's probably going to be some games where he's very, very successful. There's also going to be some games where he is an absolute clunker in your team, and I would never feel confident starting him going forward. That said, he needs to be owned in our leagues. Oh, come on. 
When are you going to feel confident starting Martavis Bryant? Well, if he has like three straight six game, you know, six catch games, a hundred yards in each game, and a touchdown in a couple of them, I feel. All right, if you're going to qualify it like that, yes, four four weeks down the road, yes, I'd feel confident. You did say never. Okay. Well, I'm pretty damn long time. And you know what? Quite frankly, quite frankly, the way that Martavis Bryant has acted while he has been on my dynasty roster. I would frankly you're, have you're no gonna, confidence <laughs> even after that. I'm starting. You're a ex-lover. I am. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> totally awful. Andrew Mason on Twitter uh, reports Royce Freeman is out for week eight against the Kansas City Chiefs. I bring this up for, uh, to, to talk about Philip Lindsay here. I was playing Lindsay regardless, no matter what. Uh, you know, if Freeman was playing, if he wasn't in this game against Kansas City, I think this is a a Philip Lindsay type game much more than it is a Royce Freeman type of game. And if you look at the total on this, it's 53 and a half. The Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. You got to believe that Philip Lindsay's in for a minimum of 15 touches. Here's what scares me now that Freeman is out, Dave. I think, and, and not even think, I'm fairly confident Devontae Booker is going to gum this up for a lot of people this week. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. It's like it's one of those weeks where you look at it and you're like, if you extrapolate Phil Lindsay's production to like more of a semi-full-time role, like 70% of the snaps, like, wow, he's going to score 32 points, 33 points, no, no doubt. And then Booker's going to run in the first touchdown. And you're like, what the hell? I don't, what is, what I'm not you? concerned with that. I think Philip Lindsay dominates the carries. What I am concerned with is I think Devontae Booker is out there a ton because they're trying to play catch-up. And the one thing Booker does best the best aspect of his game is a, being a pass catcher, which could take away a lot of Philip Lindsay's game. Yeah, true. But Lin, I mean, Lindsay's a good, good pass catcher. He's good. He is good. Devontae Booker, if you're going to trot him out there, it's because of his pass catching chops. That's what scares me about yeah. that. That said, I'm still playing Philip Lindsay. I'm just tempering my expectations. Yeah, that. I'd be pretty happy playing Lindsay. Fair enough. Let's get into the uh, emails, ladies and gentlemen, tonight. I believe there is uh, what we call in the business a sounder for that. Is there not? If you've got a question for Eric Dave or tonight's guest, send them a tweet at Hour on Twitter. Email the show at HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com. Post it in the chat room during the broadcast. Hashtag your tweet with HSFF or just smack Eric in the head. That's HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com or at Hour on Twitter. Very exciting stuff uh, coming through this week when it comes to the tight ends. Anybody who stumbled on uh, the stone-handed Eric Ebron has loved life, myself included. It coincided with the Evan Ingram injury for me to um, get uh, Eric Ebron in my lineups. It's been great. The, uh, I, I was talking about this at work. The air is sweeter. Food tastes better. Everything has been great since Eric Ebron uh, suddenly realized how to play football. However, Dave, we have an email about this this week, and I got to tell you, not a big fan. Hi, guys. Of the email? Yeah. Well, what the email makes me think of. Now that it sounds like Jack Doyle is coming back this week, are you guys benching Eric Ebron, or can I still start him one more week? Thanks. That's Al in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, Wasp guy already pointing out. Jack Doyle ends the party. Jack Doyle, tight end buzzkill is basically what it is. His name sucks, and so does he. Well, if he, if he sucks, then this is good news for Eric Ebron. What are your thoughts on what you're doing with Ebron this week, Dave? You know, I'm still starting. I feel pretty all right about it. I mean, Doyle, I, I never liked Doyle that much. I mean, I didn't love Ebron either necessarily, but I like Ebron more than him. So. 
Not only, and this is maybe my cockeyed optimism, Dave, my unbridled enthusiasm for Eric Ebron, not only am I still playing Ebron, I am playing him over Evan Engram, a guy that I drafted to be my starter, and I'm still playing him this week. And you know what? Quite frankly, I feel good about it. Yeah, you can't really trust Engram yet either, so he hasn't done much. He's been hurt. Evan Engram is uh, at home against the Redskins in a total of 43.5. Of course, we already talked about Eric Ebron taking on the Raiders in Oakland, a total of 51. So I, I feel a little bit better about Ebron than I do Jack Doyle. Maybe I'm proven wrong, and maybe Jack Doyle ends up, you know, resuming his role as the number one tight end in Indy. That's fine, but Eric Ebron will be in my lineups this week. Until I see it, I will be starting him. Uh, moving on, Bill in Aurora, Colorado. Dear Santana and Lavernius. You get this reference? Santana Moss, Lavernius Cole. There you go. I mean, Lavernius is pretty uh, telling. Yeah. Well, you know, quite frankly, Dave, and you know I love you, but you, you, you're not really batting a 1,000 on these emails when, when, they, when they do this. Yeah, they're very, yeah, it's weird how they do this. They, every week. Well, I mean, this is a popular thing now. Is, <laughs> if you listen to any podcast, they, they, they do this. That's cool. I'm glad we have a lot of listeners that, you know, spend time thinking about it. I listen to multiple podcasts. Good. I, I mean, what like, I, I'm just saying, like, yeah, like I don't think expensive. it's, I don't think it's, I'm just saying, I don't think it's all that weird for, for listeners to, to do this. Uh, they are dropping like flies in the Jets wide receiver room. Is there any value in Richard Matthews or Jermaine Curse, or are they best left? To someone else in my league. Thanks for the email, Bill in Aurora, Colorado. Colorado, Dave. When's the last time you were out there? You know, the last time I was out there was a connecting flight. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like Colorado, actually. Yeah. We get a lot of. I spent a little time there with my brother's graduation from Colorado School of Mines. Oh, he graduated there? Yeah, he went I to, didn't realize that. Yeah, he was a materials engineer at Colorado School of Mines. That's good for him. He went to UW Milwaukee and transferred there. I had no idea. I thought he graduated from uh, one of the, the, the gorgeous schools we have in the beautiful state of Wisconsin. No, that, no he, he did not. He graduated from there. That's why he's doing well. Okay. Well, very funny. Okay. so Andrew, <laughs> He knows how to do all the math that I don't know how to do. Got it. Uh, your thoughts on, uh, on Jermaine Curse and Richard Matthews going forward for the uh, New York football Jets? Well, you know, Curse had that zero-catch game, which I didn't start him nor own him anywhere, but I would have been so irritated and pissed off if I had started him. And, you know, people – I don't play DFS, but people who were playing DFS got rocked. They got crushed. He was like 50% owned, I think, that week. And then uh, in season long, he made the same thing. People started him on this, you know, this tangent to, like, give it a shot. I actually like Matthews as a, as a prospective pickup. I think he might emerge as something. That... You know, there's somebody else there that I'm not thinking of right now. Stephen, oh, uh, Andre, Andre Roberts. Yes, yeah, Stephen Hill. God, that is funny. Um, Andre Roberts is, is still bumming around there, as well as Sharon Peak, who I believe is a Clemson receiver, Dave. So keep that in mind. Andre Roberts from the Citadel. Yes, he is from the Citadel. Good. Nice, nice call. Nice pull on that. Yeah. Uh, let's, before we get to the more emails, let's go to the chat room. Uh, Tupacker has a question. Diggs versus the Saints, Devontae Adams at the Rams, Emmanuel Sanders at Kansas City, Juju versus Cleveland, and Galladay versus Seattle. He needs to bench two of those. I'm not going to reveal what he has in there. Which two are you benching out of those five? I'm still reading one second. Oh, okay. He has to start Kenyon Barner due to the bye week uh, running back, which obviously blows that, that you have to sit two of those receivers I'm benching, uh, for uh, Barner. Yeah. I'm benching... Galladay. Okay. And hmm, I can't bench Adams or Juju, so it's between Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders. Okay. 
I think I'm going to start start Diggs over Sanders. Uh, Diggs against New Orleans. I go the opposite way. I am starting Sanders over Diggs. I'm a little bit nervous about Stephon Diggs this week in New Orleans, uh, or against New Orleans, I should say. I'm playing Adams. I'm playing Sanders. I'm playing Smith-Schuster, sitting Galladay and Diggs. Um, Wasp guy, our good buddy Wasp guy, wants to know, is Raheem Mostert an RB2 if Brita sits out? To me, it's obvious. Yes, 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 he is. I'd say a low-end RB2. Well, whatever. I mean, our low-end RB2 is still an RB2. I like Raheem Mostert. In the fact, ass end of an RB2. There is actually um, a league, and I, I have to look this up. I have to play Raheem Mostert as a starter this week. Um, because it's a, it's a dynasty rebuild that, that I'm in right now. Um, you don't have to make excuses. It's okay. No, it's – no, you, you – you, I mean, like, I'm not – I'm not excited about it. I'm just telling you right now. I am playing. He's already, He's been in my lineup since like Wednesday night. So for for whatever oh, for what it's worth. Sure. All right, moving on. Let's go to Portland, Pennsylvania. That's where Neil is, and he writes, "No Bilal Powell." So obviously Isaiah Kroll is my fave rusher for the Jets going forward. Is either Trenton Cannon or Elijah McGuire worth acquiring? Good luck to you both this upcoming weekend. Thanks, Neil, in Portland, Pennsylvania. We appreciate it. What are your feelings on Trenton Cannon and Elijah McGuire, Dave? You know, I'm going to go with uh, Lance Turris, actually. He really likes Trenton Cannon. He, took, he was bragging all about it on Twitter. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with not just because of that, but I like his pass-catching skills, so I'm going to go with Cannon. Yeah, you and I were talking about um, Martavis Bryant earlier this week, in, who was a free agent in the uh, uh, the <laughs> – the illustrious Blake Carrington Dynasty League that Which you both participate in. Martavis Bryant. Right, right. And uh, I said, yeah, I have a bid in, a bid in on Martavis Bryant. Um, <laughs> and you ended up bidding more than me to get him, which is fine. Um, but I do need to save up my funds in that league. And I understand you want to blow him right now. But I'm still holding out hope that some sort of running back presents itself because I need a running back this week. We have a longer well, going too. forward, we have a longer season. But I had to put on IR both Marshawn Lynch and Bilal Powell on that team. Uh, and I said I needed a running back. Now, I did pick up Kenyon Barner, who actually I, I kind of like as a dark horse this week. Yeah, sure. But you suggested to me, hey, bulky, Trenton Cannon. <laughs> Caught four passes last week for 60-plus yards. And actually, based on that, I'm like, you know what, you're right. And not only that I put in for Trenton Cannon in that league, um, but in, in, in Kentucky and other my leagues that have waivers both tonight and Saturday, I put in dollar bids on Trenton Cannon. We'll oh, see yeah. what happens yeah. uh, there. But you can, I mean, it's, it, the, the, the risk to acquiring Cannon is very, very low. Reward could be very, very high. Paul in Westboro, Massachusetts. Who this? You know, he's a longtime listener, Dave. Josh Gordon against Tredavious White or Alshon Jeffrey against Jalen Ramsey. This is interesting because both these guys are facing quote, quote unquote shut down corners. I don't know which one I like better. Your thoughts. Um, you know, I think I'm going to go with Jeffrey. I don't quite trust Josh Gordon yet. Okay. And Gronk is back probably this week. I don't like him this week, quite frankly. Gronk or no, Gronk. I don't necessarily. Either he way. was my house of flooring bust of the week on the Appleton Trophy well, fantasy football show. Well, partially for some of the reasons we may be talking about, if they, you know they're fourteen point favorites at the Bills, right? Uh, so if they, you know, if they're out to a big lead, there's you know the Patriots are the Patriots. They're still gonna be passing until there's ten minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But they may not have as quite as much of a need to. They may run a little bit more. So he may not get as many targets, and he's got a good corner going against him. I think Jeffrey, he's been doing really well ever since he came back, and even with Ramsey going against him, I think he might might 
Might do all right. I tend to agree with you. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is dealing with an ankle issue issue right now that he has been dealing with for the last few weeks. So I, it's very razor thin. If you want to go with Gordon, I have no problem with that. I'm leaning towards Jeffrey as well. Can I give you my hot take oh, of, please the, do. of the week? Speech. I am not facing this in any league, and we could have a we could have a bet here shortly. I'm not facing this in any league. But if I had Jared Cook and Rob Gronkowski on the same team, and I could only play one. Right. I'm benching Rob Gronkowski for Jared Cook. Yeah, that's all right. God damn. Thought we were going to get a bet out of that. I'll bet you five bucks at Gronk. Don't, don't just do it to, to do. I do prefer Gronk to Jared Cook. I okay, well then let's do it. All right. So I say Jared Cook outscores Rob Gronkowski in week eight. And I'll take Rob Gronkowski even if he doesn't play. Uh, you want to do FFPC scoring? Sure, why not? All right. I got five on it. I also have five on it. I got five on it. Perfect. Can I give you the football guys? Projection? Sure. Rob Gronkowski, 15.9 fantasy points in FFPC. Jared Cook, 15.8. Oh, my God. It's razor thin. By the way, I looked after we made our bet, by the way. I'm not that much of a cheater. You know, hey, it wouldn't matter. You wouldn't, have, you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have brought it up if you would have looked before. Right. Um, okay. Moving on. That was uh, – so we both said Alshon Jeffrey over Josh Gordon. This is the final email of the night. Denny in Las Vegas. Hey, I've been there. Hey, Dave and Balky, am I crazy for considering Raheem Mostert over TJ Yeldon this week? Thoughts? Okay. Thank you. Number one, I'm going to be very polite here. This is Denny in Las Vegas. Sure I, appreciate, I appreciate the email. I cannot stand the, like the worst thing anybody can say to me when they ask advice is they, they say, blah, 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 Thoughts? You know. I, I, it is the worst. Rob, it is you do that? It's na- like something you would do. Absolute about. nails on the chalkboard when somebody <laughs> says that to me. Thoughts? I'm going to start emailing. Like, what am I, some kind of stream of consciousness, you know, Nostradamus genie that I'm, I, I, like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to list every single thought. You want a yes or no now, question. You're busy. I, yes or no or you know, just like narrow it down. Not only am I busy, Dave, I am a Juilliard trained journalist. And you're a college award winning. And I am a college award winning. Award winning. Although I, I've been told that there's some stuff we've been doing at the radio station here that, that could be up for some, some yeah. awards. So All right. We'll, we'll, find out. we'll find out. I'll, you know, it's, it's not How do you do radio awards in Wisconsin? Is it the state? Or there's, is it like no, I mean, you, you, there's, there's, there's the state, the region, and the national oh, is, wow. is the way it goes. These are up for state awards. Let's this, not get crazy. Yeah, this is great. It's just like, uh, you know, FBLA or mock trial. Yes. Something like that. <laughs> anyway, um, except it's for real life, right? I, I don't, don't, don't ever ask me thoughts. Like, like this is and <laughs> this, this is why me. this is why you always when you're asking somebody a question, you ask them one question. You don't ask them multiple questions. You ask them one question that they can finitely answer or they can expand on it. You don't say thoughts. That is, I mean, it's the absolute worst. And if anybody ever reaches out to me on Twitter or text or whatever. And you say blah 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 blah. Thoughts. If I don't respond, now you know why. Because it is the worst. I'm sure you're getting lots of tweets with questions like that. No, I mean you would be surprised. <laughs> but it does happen. You know, I, I do this radio spot on Thursday mornings at this radio for this radio station on the other side of the state. I get mentions there, um, both both to the radio station and my personal account. Um, you know, the the stuff I do locally here in Northeast Wisconsin. Obviously, you, you know, are big time, I, I'm not, I'm not big time, but I'm just saying like, like, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to just simply list all the thoughts I have 
of all the, the, the things, right. you know what I mean? And like, I appreciate you listening and I appreciate you. I'm flattered that you asked my opinion, quite frankly, don't make this seem like I'm big timing you. I just cannot stand that. And it's probably, this is probably on me. So it's probably something I should talk to a therapist about, but I just, I cannot stand it. It's awful. Ask me a poignant, specific question poignant. about your trade, about your poignant. start. You don't have to, I don't care. Get close. I'll get it. A start stick, stick question. I'm not going to go into all the thoughts I have on whatever. It, it's awful. I Sorry. I, I apologize. Good rant. I'm not even trying to rant. I'm just saying, like, this is so, it's, it's oh, God, it is just, well, like, here, like here, you're, you're, you're it's like somebody's sticking their, their fingers, their thumb and their forefinger somehow inside my skull and pinching parts of my brain. That's, I, I just, and I'm not even doing this, like, because we're on the air right now. I literally cannot stand it. Have I ever brought this up to you before? I don't know. It's awful. It is absolute Are awful. Are you still talking about the thoughts thing? Yes. Oh, oh my God, you it's the worst. You know, there's some, there's some sort of, I, I, don't know, I don't know who said this, but he said, uh, I'm sorry I made it so long. I didn't have enough time to make it shorter. It was like a major, it was like a major, whether it's a politician or something like that. So I know you're not really paying attention, so we'll just move on. Well, no, it, it, what, do you, what do you mean, make it shorter? Because when you, when you write something that's really long, it just means you're just like doing stream of consciousness. But if you actually make it tight, crisp, a lot of times it takes longer to make something shorter. It takes a longer period of time to, to write something well. You wouldn't know this because you do the FFPC email right. and you do the long version. Yeah, just um, all-encompassing all, all <laughs> it. You know what's funny is... Just leave it all in there. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this too. It, it, on the, uh, you know, when I produce my, my show locally, we have all these radio spots that have to play and so we have live reads and everything. And we have a blog, this thick log. It's like 40 pages long. Um, and you have to make a note of when you play everything, when you read everything on the log. And there's certain things that are listed on the log for live reads and sponsored segments and whatever. And I always list several times on, you know, those specific spots when I read those or when they played or whatever, because I'm thorough and I'll list it multiple times. Well, the traffic woman, uh, Roberta, like talked to my co-host and she said, Hey, interrupt you. What? traffic woman, does she fly around in a, in a, no, 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 in no. a helicopter? Traffic as in like the, the small no, no, as, as in the radio ads and everything. She, she, a traffic drone. she said that to Leo was like, what is with bulky? Like writing all these times? Like, I don't even know what this is. And all I'm doing is I'm trying to be thorough and making sure I have it written that like more is always better. Apparently not, uh, in, in the case of, of radio advertising. A lot, a lot of stuff, by the way. Um, by the way, just a couple of, uh, couple of things from the uh, from the chat room. Um, Wasp guy, the best questions are crisp. Wasp guy yeah, also right. said, and 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 I'm showing my intellect here, Kern. Uh, Wittengine, Wittengine, Wit Wit Witkinton, Witkintine, Witkintine. Anything that can be said can be said clearly. That is from the. God, it's too late to be pronouncing these words. Tracticus, logical, philosophicus, philosophicus. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm biffing it. Um, Yes, you are. Sorry, Wittgenstein. Whatever. Anyway, um, uh, so, so he's pointing this out. He's with me on this. And when, when you, when you have an Ivy League professor on your side, I think that carries some weight. So my, my quote, uh, the quote is, I didn't have time to write a short letter, so I wrote a long one instead. Right. Mark, Mark Twain. Yeah. You've heard of it. I don't know if you've heard of him at all. Samuel Clements. Right. Yeah. Langmore. Oh, he and I go way back. <laughs> uh, so to get back to this question, I am not going to get to the whole thoughts 
aspect. Deep thoughts by Balky. Would you play Raheem Mostert over TJ Yeldon this week? Holy shit, that was the question. That was the question. Oh, no, I'd play Yeldon. Good luck. Good night. Hang up on him. I would play Mostert. Hang up on the email. I would play Mostert over Yeldon. Well, good for you. I'll put five bucks on that. Uh, All right, I'll take it. I will absolutely take it. So I had five on Raheem Mostert outscoring TJ Yeldon this week. I'll have five on the guy that people have heard of and sold three weeks ago. I got five That was only one. Is that 10? No, that's for the record. Well, if we, you want to go 10, we can go 10. All right. Yeah, that's right. I don't, so I don't want to double down. The, re- the reason, I am, uh, reason I am saying Mostert is because it, it does not sound like Matt Breed is going to play. T.J. Eldon will be sharing snaps with Carlos Hyde, and that is a tough, tough Philadelphia defense for a, quote, really for a quote, unquote, home game, which is actually in London. Uh, so, uh, so I am. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like he's gonna be sure snaps with Tide. I feel like Yeldon will still get the Lions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe he gets the Lions share, but Mostert might be the only guy in San Francisco right now. So, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is gonna do it for our show this week. I want to thank John Zaleski, who was great tonight, second place in the Football Guys Players Championship. He was the opposite of terrible. Thank you so much, John, <laughs> for coming on the show. I want to thank Dave Gerzak, who was also not terrible on the show tonight. The FFPC Bryce. Uh, Rob, and of course, each and every one of you coming up on the show next week. We will have a uh, brand new guest coming up at 10-9 Central. Get those Chargers, Cowboys, Falcons, and Titans all on your bench. They're not playing this week, ladies and gentlemen. They are on by next week. There's six teams on by. More to come on that. We'll fill you in. But make sure Chargers, Cowboys, Falcons, Titans. On the bench, remember, a 9.30 a.m. London start between the Eagles and Jaguars. Get those lineups in early. Enjoy week eight. Good luck to everybody. Your weekend officially starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. About to call your ass over, I got somewhere to be. I hear fairy tales about how they gon' run up on me. Well, run up when you see me, then we gon' see. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy. Trying to take away. You know it's getting late in the season when I'm betting on Raheem Mostert and Jared Cook. <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying, oh, yeah. The, the, the second-round pick from Alabama, T.J. Yeldon, yeah, he's going to take a backseat to Mostert. Oh, that Hall of Fame tight end, Rob Gronkowski, he's total crap compared to Jared Cook. To the journeyman, Jared Cook. Um, last thing I'll, I'll say, um, Tupacker uh, wants me to answer his beer questions. He will be in the studio, probably not my studio, but he will be at a similar studio at my radio group, radio station, coming up um, it, uh, next week, he wants to know if there will be any free beer in the studio Thursday. No, there will not be. There's free beer on Tuesdays, not on Thursdays. Where's the free beer at that one guy? The, the, he brings a, I no, get no, it. the free beer at the market. Or oh, yeah, uh, Nima Southside Market. That is coming up, uh, I don't believe, next week. I believe it is the week after. More to come on that. We will be broadcasting live there. And Meyer, come on down to Nima Southside Market on South Oneida Street. Uh, that day, it is a poor party. Craft beer samples, wine samples. You can pick up a roast for your family or maybe a nice piece of swordfish on the way home. That's all we got, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening, and go Jared Cook and Raheem Mostert. (laughs)